Welcome to the weekly Mission Red Bank podcast, helping the body of Christ build itself up together in love. So as I met up with the Red Bank preaching team in preparation for this visit, um, we were drawn to this little story in the book of Acts, chapter 11, and it's the story of the beginnings of the church in Antioch. And from the story we read, Men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Now, what is so striking about the church in Antioch is that it's founded by people with no names. This is significant because Luke repeatedly, the writer repeatedly mentions names. And in this passage, we find that the church of Antioch is founded by people with no names. If we read further on in the story, we find out that um, later, after they're founded, after a group of people starts meeting together around Jesus, the church in Jerusalem actually sends them a name, sends them a leader in Barnabas. And so it's not that these folks really have no names, it's just that if there were an important leader, if there were an apostle, If there were a famous evangelist, if there were one of the key early church leaders involved in the founding of the church in Antioch, the name would be here. And so Luke is intentionally telling us that this church is founded by normal folk, regular Christian folk, people who are not professional clergy, who have not been trained to be evangelists. These are regular, everyday people like you that found the church in Antioch. And how do they found it? Well, it says that they go out and speak with people about the Lord Jesus Christ, the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what we learn is the church church of Antioch, which becomes the most influential church in the ancient world, this becomes the most influential church in the ancient world, is founded by regular, everyday Christians talking to unchurched people, to non-church Christians, non church people, um, non-Christians, about the good news of Jesus Christ. Let me read the verse again in case we missed it. You may be waiting for something more complicated to be said. It won't happen today. This is really all we feel led to, to talk to you about. So let me read it again. Men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. In case we're wondering, the word here, speak, is the ancient Greek word that means conversation. So the church in Antioch is founded as regular everyday Christians go out and begin having conversations with those who do not yet believe in God. And then what happens next? Well, we move to verse 21. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. All right, so let's get this straight. Church people, Christian people, go out and begin having conversations with people who don't know God, and a bunch of other people then turn to Jesus. It's funny because I was having a conversation with a pastor friend of mine a couple of weeks ago, and he said, uh, we were talking about sermons, and he said, sometimes I think that we are far too clever, we are far too clever in our sermons. We make them just too complicated. And uh, 
Well, well, not today. Um, not today. This message is really simple. It's really basic. In fact, I think that it's so simple and so fundamental that sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget that the church flourishes as regular everyday followers of Jesus simply have conversations with others about Jesus. Sometimes we forget this. And you see, the mission Red Bank could be about a million things. In fact, I just said it was. I just told you all the amazing things that are going on here, right? Uh, amazing things, good things, godly things. But we can never get away from this fundamental way that the church flourishes. This is something that we don't ever graduate from. This is a, a basic part of being a Christian is to talk with unchurched people about Jesus. Each and every one of us is a missionary called to talk with those who don't know Jesus about Jesus. Last week, um, Father Al preached on my favorite passage of Scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Hopefully you were here for it. If not, it's online. Great sermon. 2 Timothy chapter 4. It's my favorite passage in all of Scripture. It's so inspirational, so motivational. Fight the good fight. Keep the faith. Finish the race, Right? And we get excited, and we're like, yes, I'm ready to do that, Apostle Paul. I want to finish the race. I want that crown of righteousness like you say you're going to get. I want that. And we're like, yes. And then we leave, and we go, well, how? What does it look like to actually do that? And Pastor Al, last week, he said he promised you that this week I was going to come here and tell you the best right next step. And it's really this simple. Have conversations with unchurched people about the good news of Jesus Christ. What's truly remarkable about the conversations taking place in Antioch is the context. Antioch is the third largest city in the Roman Empire. It's filled with all different types of people from all different socioeconomic realities all different lifestyles, all different belief systems. And it's hard to imagine that in a place like Antioch, there would be a hunger for the good news of Jesus Christ. These are people that don't even know the Old Testament God. They don't know Yahweh. They have no familiarity with Yahweh. It's a totally secular place. Well, not secular, just they all, many of them were religious, but they believed in all sorts of weird religions. In fact, in Antioch, one of the most pivotal religions practiced um, ritualized sex acts as part of their worship. So it's a place that, for, from a Judeo-Christian perspective, we would find morally corrupt. It's a morally corrupt city, right? And it's a place that has no common understanding of what's right and wrong, right? It's a place that nobody can agree on what's right or wrong because we have all these different belief systems. And we think to ourselves, how in a place that can't agree on right and right and wrong can there be good news about Jesus Christ? I mean, what comes to our mind is we know that part of the good news of Jesus Christ is what? That he died on a cross for our sin. How is that good news for somebody who doesn't even understand the concept of sin, doesn't agree with the concept of sin? And I think that many Christians these days are a little bit gun-shy to share about Jesus Christ because we know that there's not a common understanding of good and evil, good, right or wrong. 
There's no understanding, common belief in what sin is. And so we're a little gun shy about having a conversation with somebody because we presume that they can't understand why it would be good news. Jesus Christ died, Jesus Christ died for my sin, right? And through his resurrection, my life is resurrected. That's all good news. But, but in fact, there is no good news if there is no sin. And so I think sometimes we're afraid to talk about the good news because we don't know how to sort of get around the fact that America is rapidly becoming like Antioch. We don't have a common understanding of good and evil anymore. We don't have a, a common morality anymore. It used to be that, that Americans would disagree on how to accomplish the good. Now we don't agree on what the good is that we're trying to accomplish. You understand the difference? It used to be there was honest debate happening politically about, okay, how to get something done. We all agreed, for instance, that the poor should be helped. How do we help the poor, right? Democrats thought one way, Republicans thought another way. Nowadays, we don't even agree that helping the poor is a good idea, right? It used to be that we wanted to protect certain rights, and nowadays we're not sure if we should protect those rights. Now there's new rights that people want to protect, and other people are thinking those rights aren't even really rights. So we don't have a common understanding of good and evil as a country anymore, which makes us a little bit, as Christians, concerned that there isn't good news to share or that it's not easily shared because without an understanding of good and evil, it's hard to give people the concept of sin and what they're being freed from. And I think we feel this, which is why we don't talk a whole lot about the good news, right? But I have a, but I have a secret to tell you. And it's a secret that may not be very intuitive for you if you've been in church a long time. If you grew up in church, the secret may not be intuitive for you. If you've been a Christian for a long time, the secret may not be intuitive for you. But it's, it, it's true. There are people that you bump into every day that might debate with you and might not even understand or agree with the philosophical or theological concept of sin. And yet those very same people, deep down, feel the darkness of sin all the time. They don't know what to call it, but they experience the profound loneliness of it. The desperation of it the allure of it, the danger of it, and ultimately the hopelessness of it. They may not call it sin, but they know the darkness. And see, each one of us that know Jesus in this room, we know the good news. Because that good news, I, I was, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus pursued me and rescued me and forgave me of my sin 26 years ago when I was in drug rehab. I can say that story. But Jesus also pursued me and rescued me and forgave me and restored me yesterday. And I've been forgiven of my sin today. It's not some far distant thing. It's something I can talk about with anyone. 
that I'd been forgiven and restored to a relationship with a good creator, my Father God. And there are people all around us that we bump into every day that are desperate for some really good news. They're just waiting to hear about a God who loves them so much that he's willing to die for them. They're just waiting to have a conversation with you. May it be so. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. You've been listening to the Mission Red Bank podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Mission Red Bank or have questions about what you've heard today, you'll find us on Facebook. Grace and peace to you, and may God's blessings surround you.